You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. And now, Side B. Welcome, everybody, to Side B of this week's Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, Side A, we talked about Grammy nominations, J. Cole's uh, new songs, The Locks. We randomly talked about The Dream. We randomly talked about uh, Jay-Z's worst records. You know, typical typical Clock Radio Speakers. Uh, I am Doc, as always, joined by Armand. Yep. Um, so... Ready to talk? Ready to talk some albums? Let's do it, man. Let, let's talk about your man, John Stevens. Yeah, let's get him out the way real quick. So, uh, his this is only his fifth album, is it? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> only his fifth album, which doesn't make any sense to me at all. Not at all. He, uh, we are now twelve years in twelve years since his debut. Oh God. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um. And uh, it's called Darkness and Light. Yeah. I didn't realize he still signed to good music. There you go. Fifth album. Five album deal, right? <laughs> and uh, first, the, the two singles off this are uh, Love Me Now and uh, Penthouse Floor with Chance. Of course. Of course, the Chance single. The Chance record <laughs> is a single. Of course it is. Um, do we need to go track by track on this? No, but I actually good. have track by track notes. Do you really? Because for the first time ever, I think you do and I don't. Yeah, no, I don't need. I don't need to tell. I don't need to share them. It's I, fine. Most of this is boring. Yes, well written, well produced. Not for boring. me. Not for me. Yep. I need to be like ten years older to be really into this album. Yeah, we yeah. are so far away from. She don't have to know John Legend conceptually, sonically. Like he is not for me. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> um. He's got some high-profile features on here. The Miguel record's cool. Yeah, the, the Miguel record's all right. Um, I the really, title track's not bad. I really wanted to like Darkness and Light because that's 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 my girl from Alabama Shakes. Um, oh, okay. And I'm pretty sure, actually, she doesn't have a writing credit on here, which is interesting because it's he sounds like he's trying to sing like her mm. to me. Um, that record's cool. And then... Penthouse Floor featuring Chance the Rapper. This verse is not good from Chance. Um, it's not good. It is. Go ahead and spin this. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and spin it. Plead the fourth on Fourth District. <laughs> <laughs> um, he is making the most of what he gives this. He's got the little catchy parts. He tries to do some stuff, but he's not really saying. There's not much going on here. Yeah. Right. It, let me put it this way. It's one of those things where all the en- it's it's a lot of the enjoyable aspects of Chance the Rapper without actually being a particularly notable Chance the Rapper verse, if that makes sense. Mm. Like the sort of his sort of personality he brings to it, the way he uses his voice, like that's all there, but it's just not a good verse. Mm. Um, yeah. No. This is a. Uh, I just don't like this album. I, I will probably never listen to this album again. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Thus concludes one of the shortest reviews in Clock Radio Speakers history. Now oh, we've done that a time or two. <laughs> let's let, let's go. Let's do a conceptual 180 from John Legend and talk about your man Abel. Oh, you want to talk Abel? I want to talk Abel. You I want to talk, talk about. Abel? I want to talk about the weekend. All right. It's Tuesday though. <sighs> Shout the Mackinnon. Starboy. Listen. We're already starting off on a bad note. Oh, no. <laughs> you name your album Starboy? It's Where the, does that come from? It's the name of the single. 
wait a minute. <laughs> I mean, I thought there would have been a comma in between star and boy. Like, I'm a star boy, you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get that, but it's star boy. Yes. One word. That's right. All, all, the, it, art, all the artwork for this for has been great, by the way. I want to know what it was like to cut his hair. <laughs> And how much he got paid to cut down all the cut all the that that matted hair. Very curious. Okay, I'm done. Let's okay. let's, let's talk music. I'm ready. So I don't think he needed to release an album this year. Am I crazy? He just put out. Well, he had a big. Was his big huge year last year? Huge album last year. Huge. Nah, he need to capitalize off of that. Well, they, they're in. The, he's in the money grab. I see. Here's the thing. I here's what I got from this album. I'm not sure. If the weekend wants to be or the the weekend's team or the label, like I think everybody has different ideas of what they want the weekend to be. Mm-hmm. He could either be a long term artist with sustaining power who has a 10, 15, 20 year career, or he could be money grab able, money bags, and like get this money now. We just had a big year. Let's have another one. And let's make all these pop records that we can sell to, we can play in H&M and PacSun stores and make money that way. Or does he want to be a dirtbag? Uh, ironically, though, I think it's Pop Weekend who's the most interesting. Yes, he, yes, he is. But let's let's go through this because I actually think this album needs track by track because this is a really, he, he's in a really interesting place in his career. Okay. So reading the credits here was really interesting because I think for the first time since, I mean, I think he might have done one or two tracks, but... For the first time since the first three mixtapes, he's really working with Doc McKinney again. Interesting. That's uh that's homie from um House of Balloons, right? Yeah. Not the not the guy who did the not not Jeremy Rose who did those three tracks and they had the falling out, but the other guy. Um You saw some of the uh uh early weekend records leaked, right? Like which ones? Uh OG Crew Love. Mm. Um the record that became the party and the after party. It's called, I think it's called Airplanes or something like that. And then um, the original Glass Table Girls, which is like the original version was like a reggae record. Oh, I, I, I no, I, I don't need that. I'm good. I don't want to disturb. Like Glass Table Girls is perfect. Right. Um, but Crew Love, I mean, like <laughs> Drake just literally spliced out a part. Uh-huh. It was like, I'm rapping here. Yep. They kept everything else. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. Um, we open with the lead single, Starboy, featuring Daft Punk, produced by Daft Punk and Doc McKinney and Weekend. Um, I did not like this song when I first heard it at all. It has slowly grown on me, but I don't love it. Like, the hook is catchy, but it's terrible, if that makes sense. Sure. Generally, I'm not a fan when artists start singing about how successful they are. <laughs> it's the song about the studio. I mean... There's a lot of this is clearly this is clearly Abel's I'm famous. How do I deal with that album? Um <laughs> But it's not like Drake overwhelming, like I wanna retreat. Like some sometimes I want to bask in it, sometimes I want to manipulate it, but then deep down I'm actually really scared of it. Like I don't think Abel is blinking at all. Um like, Yeah, I, I think that's about it, right. I think that's about right, yeah. And, yeah, and if and if he is, it's definitely not showing on this project. Musically, how do you feel about Starboy? I don't like this song at all. Mm, okay, I hate I hate the drums. Yeah, the the Daft Punk drums don't really. They're not. I'm not loving them. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm cool. It's weird. It's weird. Like it's weird. Like 
I don't mind sing rapping, but I don't like rap singing. That mm. makes sense. So you have artists who, okay, let's look at Chance, for example. So Chance often like sing raps. Yes, he does. But when Abel or R. Kelly or, I mean, even one of the original true pioneers of uh, rap singing, Jaheem. <laughs> <laughs> for a second, I thought you were going to say uh, Shaheem the Poster Boy. I was gonna like, ah, shout out to Shaheem the Poster Boy. Not like when, when they do it, I hate it. I guess probably because again I like my R and B sappy and beggy and you do vulnerable. you do and and and, and this is dirtbag R and B. I mean, but you know, for the longest time, I mean, I'm a Terrius fan, and then for the longest time, I thought House of Balloons was incredible. I think I think Terrius is scumbag R and B, not dirtbag R and B. What's the difference between a scumbag and a dirtbag? <laughs> <laughs> like scum, <laughs> Terrius, like you, you, you know, he's probably cheating. On whoever he's with, <laughs> and whereas the, the weekend is drugged out and doesn't okay. even really know where he is, and he's like, he doesn't feel anything, and you know whatever. Like he's cheating too, though. Yeah, but it, there's there's dirt to it, like, <laughs> <laughs> like because in a sense, that first John Legend album is full of scumbaggery. Yes, it is. It's just with Splenda on top. <laughs> Splenda on top. He sweetens it up. He does. Terrius doesn't I change. Right. Oh, yeah. that, that's 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 the classic. Right. Because let's be honest. If you're going to have the begging, you probably were scummy in the first place. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. It's not funny. We're going to look really insensitive and misogynistic laughing. At this episode. All five of our female listeners are about to unsubscribe. But no, but the thing is, it's I mean, this is what I mean. So much of the R&B we grew up on is like this. Like, yeah, why do is. you think why do you think these dudes were begging on their knees? Lots. Of, I, I made a uh, I made a bring back banging R and B playlist on Title. It's pretty good. I'm gonna have to send it to you. Oh, I mean, good thing I still subscribe to Title. I mean, I could just screenshot it for no, you. Just, just make it yourself. Um. Okay. Yeah, it's about that time. Yep. I mean, you know, weather got cold. I was like, I need some Terrius Nash. That's real. Right. That's real. Also, I have like 45 minutes in the car each way to work. That's a lot right. of time. It's a lot of time to be in traffic. So, right. So there's a lot there's a lot of singing along at, at loud volumes to fancy. I'm just saying. Sure. Sure. I'm I'm mad at it. Party monster. Uh so one thing I noticed reading the credits that was interesting. Um you familiar with Belly? Yeah. I didn't realize that was Abel's guy. Yeah. I thought he was an Abel clone. Nah, like all because he, he got a couple records with Drake too. Right. Um turns out he he has writing credits for a ton. Of weekend yep. stuff. Yeah, I had no idea. Have you heard his song "Ballerina"? Probably. It's. I mean, he's like. He. It's basically saying he basically. I call it or you call her stripper. I call her ballerina. Oh God. It just. It just sounds like you know douchebaggery. Like not, that, you know what? That's going to be playing at Drake's strip club. Exactly. Is that still happening? <laughs> Who knows? I, I doubt it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just think when he gives an acceptance speech at the Grammys, he'll be able to plug his strip club. Um. Yeah, Party Monster. Um, this song is all right. I like the end the, when the bass drops. Like that's that's pretty nice. Uh, Lana Del Rey's got some background vocals on here. I'm kind of I'm kind of over Lana. Um, oh, okay, good. Yeah, Spo- no, she's spo- spoiler alert. She she got way too serious. Um, but um, I don't know. What do you think about Party Monster? Yeah. All right. False Alarm is interesting. <laughs> okay. Because he's totally switching it up here. He's trying to go like '80s up tempo. But like yeah, in a, yeah. like an almost like a punky way, yeah. 
it doesn't work for me at all. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Doc McKinney, The Weeknd, and uh, Mano. Huh. Um, Mano! Yeah. yeah I, I always historically think of The Weeknd as like a headphone artist. Yeah. These are not headphone songs to me. Mm. So, yeah. And actually, that distinction between headphone and non-headphone, I'll talk about that later on Childish. But False Alarm is, yeah. Um, this reminder record makes me mad. Why? So the concept of the song is, hey, everybody, I blew up, but I'm still a druggie. I'm still, I'm still a dirtbag. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, shoot. Like, and so he has this line about how he's not like, that, that has come up in multiple reviews where he's like, he's, he's, he says like how he's not a teen choice, you know, he's, and, and because he's, you know, singing about blow or whatever. He literally pretty much says that. And it's like, yes, you won an award on a kid's show for a song that is sort of about cocaine, but it's also a double entendre and people love double entendres yes, where they do. one meaning can be about something really sweet or great. And the other one can be about something taboo. Um, yep. And that song was insanely catchy. Like they, like he went out and specifically worked with Max Martin, put that song out, did the partnership with Apple, did the whole thing. Like what, what did he think was going to happen with that song? Right, right, right. We talk all the time on the show about like, Oh, artists, like what do they have to do? What are they for? Like, you put that song out. You don't put that song out because you're trying to not be successful. If he wanted to do that, he would have made Kissland too. Right. Right? He would have just kept making the same stuff. Yeah. But he didn't. Um, but the actual song, like the, uh, that whole thing, the whole like, oh, he sings about like, it's like, no, no, no. I'm, this song's not good either. This this opening run has been, oof. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, you feel any different way about any of this? No? Mm-mm, no. Uh. The next five rockin' is the uh, the first Max Martin re- record on here, and uh, oh, you know what? Guess what? It totally works. H and M. It's the. I want to buy some drop crotch chinos. Nobody wants that's the worst sounding <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. The only way you can make that worse is if you if you made them joggers. Oh no, no, you can't wear no joggers. Joggers are already like done. I know. Drop. I'm, I'm I'm imagining in my mind what a drop drop crotch chino jogger would look like and it's about the worst thing i've ever heard i've got some drop crotch (laughs) (laughs) and this concludes this week's episode (laughs) Um, doc's gonna like stop returning my text like i'm gonna be like hey so what are we doing on sunday crickets it's it's gonna say red (laughs) with a timestamp. uh yeah like i the you get you get the gloss of max martin and you get the darkness of the weekend and that combination totally works mm, it works a couple times on this album it this does is the first sentence, yeah it does i i think the sequencing is this album's way too long it is but they sort of they try to sprinkle these songs throughout um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the next record secrets this is kind of interesting yeah this isn't h&m this is pac sun <laughs> uh this is <laughs> this is doc mckinney in the weekend again and it's on some sort of like so. There's definitely some '80s influence here because Tears for Tears for Fears is sampled on this. Mm. He's that's an interesting vibe for him. It's kind of '80s pop, but like in on like on a down note. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This song is a grower. I'm not mad at this one at all. Yeah, and this is actually not a bad little mini run because True Colors I like as well. Yeah, this uh, this reeks of like 1998 R&B, like early 2000s rough ends. Yeah, it it also kind of I don't know. It reminds me a little bit of 
of his first run of mixtapes just cleaned up and glossed a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, he, he's got he's worked. This is uh produced by uh, Benny Blanco, Cashmere Cat, and Jake One, mm-hmm. which is an interesting combination of people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a smidge. What's up? I said a smidge. Smidge. Um, but yeah, this Rockin' Secrets True Colors. Like I'm listening to this. I'm like, okay, all right. I'm getting into this, and then the Stargirl inter- interlude is just atrocious. It's so like it made me question why you liked Lana Del Rey, but the that fact you said first, you were over her. That first album is tremendous. Mm. Oh, stop it. Okay. Sidewalks right. featuring your boy, Kendrick. Uh it's okay. This is uh produced by this is a great producer name, Bobby Raps. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a producer. Bobby Raps, uh Doc McKinney, and of all people, uh Ali Shahid Muhammad. Okay. Okay. Um, I kind of like this beat, but the hook is terrible. And mm. um, people think that uh, Abel's going at somebody on this. Really? Think he's going at Jeremy Rose. Who? The guy who produced What You Need, oh. Lost Music, and The is Morning. That still a, that's still a thing? Yeah, it still comes up. And, he, you know, he didn't get paid for it. It's funny, like, because th- that What You Need, Lost Music, like, I still feel like if you were a fan of that early weekend run, we're all still sort of chasing that. Yeah, 1,000%. But yet... Jimmy Rose hasn't done anything. He has not. I mean, he's so, probably been blackballed. Uh, I hope not. Um, because, like, that's really, like, you know, when people talk about the early one, what they really mean are those some of those particular records. Not, not all Jimmy Rose records because, you know, Glass Table Girls, whatever. But, like, six of those records of House of, of, House of Balloons is what we're all chasing to this day. Yeah. And maybe a record or two on Thursday. Yeah. That's, that's we're, we're all, you know, we're all still, that, that's what we want. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Kendrick's verse on here. You're the first person to say that. He's so nerdy about the structure of his verses. Yes, he is. And I sometimes will overappreciate the technicality of a verse. Yeah. Um, I think it's like my inner white boy coming out where like we all want rappers to rap fast and like get really intricate. <laughs> <laughs> Still haven't found an answer to my question. Is there any rap is there any white rapper who doesn't rap fast? Yeah, still haven't found out. Maybe Bubba Sparks? Yeah, maybe Collar Park Bubba Sparks. Collar Park Bubba Sparks. Boy, that song is an age well. Um, <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> you don't say. Um, God, I am so over future. I'm just yeah. You you said he needed a break in like May, in like February. Um, yeah. Six feet under future and future uh, produced by Metro and uh, Doc McKinney, etc. Um, this is basically Low Life Part Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't need Low Life Part Two. I didn't even like Low Life Part One. <laughs> um. And it's like the 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 sequencing here is interesting because we go from six feet under to love to lay right yeah. another Max Martin record. Um, I don't love this one. It's a little too generic pop for me, but who knows? This might work. This is probably going to be the next single. Really? I think so. There, I, I can see it on like a episode of like nine hundred two one zero or whatever the kids are watching nowadays. <laughs> whatever. Whatever, like young adult angst is going. <laughs> that might have been the oldest thing I've said on this show. <laughs> I could just see, like, I don't know, a guy Tanner. I don't know his name. Like he like walks in on like his girl cheating on him, and then as he walks out, that this music plays. He gets into like his Ferrari and he drives off. Yep, that's the single. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I like a lo- I, there's a l- little run here of popish records. Um, a lonely night. 
another Max Martin record. This is basically a wannabe Michael Jackson album cut. There's a couple of these. And that statement either makes you think yes or eh. I don't I don't I don't want it. Y- yeah, you don't like when Abel plays Michael. I don't. Mm. Um this song is really well done though. Yes it is. I kept waiting I- for Pharrell to jump in at the end. This whole album is really well done. Well, I You mean like competently executed? Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um And you know what song I surprisingly like is Attention. I'm not mad at this song. Um it this album needs a resequence. Mm-hmm. It needs to be shorter. And I think this song would work better elsewhere. But I like this record. This is uh Benny Blanco, Cashmere Cat, Frank Dukes. Um, the ooze in the background, I know it's such a small detail, but like sometimes small details make a song and those ooze in the background are perfect. Yeah. I'm not mad at this song. Um, but then there's like a little run here, like that I totally skipped, like Ordinary Life. Nah. Nah. Uh, Nothing Without You. Nah. Right. All I, I know. I wanted to like that one. Oh, Diplo. Yeah. That That's the song for when you're, when you're a dirtbag, but you need, you sometimes still need to apologize. Yeah. That's what this is. This is dirt, dirtbag apologizing. I'm just going to keep using dirtbag. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Um, we get another future record. <laughs> that, that's right. how you feel about it, huh? Pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. I'm cool off future. Um, we got uh, Die For You. I kind of like this. Yeah. 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 Um, I, again, I'm, Weekend with Cashmere Cat. I'm, I'm, that's not a bad combo. I'm not crazy about the hook. Mm. The hook's a little too overdone for me. Yeah, but everything else I like. I uh, I think that I think that'll sound really good live. Yeah, and then uh, we get and we get a uh, MJ Abel. I feel it coming with Daft Punk. Yeah, I like Again, the drums. Yeah, you, you don't you do not like Daft Punk drums. Those drums. Um, I like this. The bridge is incredible on this, but get- <laughs> the problem is it's track eighteen. Um, right. So, boy. He he kind of it's it's interesting like he's straddling he's like he's like okay I'm going to do these Daft Punk and Max Martin records but then I'm also going to do like Dirtbag records and it seems to be working for him like yeah. this album was number 1 Starboy was actually more successful than I thought it was going to be it wasn't feel my face but I mean you know that's that's one of those that's a career record for him probably yeah I can't feel my face so I don't know how do you feel overall about Starboy um this is probably the the weekend album that I've hated the least since really? his mixtape run. I, yeah, Beauty Behind the Madness wasn't bad. It will. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, okay, let me, let's look. Right, let's right. Because it's not really that big of a compliment. Well, uh, tell your friends. It, it's one. That's one song. Uh, can't feel my face. I I didn't hear that song until like <laughs> like last week. <laughs> um, in the night is dope. But that's that's MJ Abel, so you're not gonna like that. No, yeah, yeah, nah. You're you're looking at Beauty Behind the Madness. Yeah, Mm-mm. I didn't like Earned It. Yeah, The Hills. I don't remember anything else off that album except Can't Feel My Face, Earned It, and Tell Your Friends. The Hills and Often were huge, huge singles. Wait, uh, dang, what is The Hills? You would recognize it. I, I probably will. Let me play it. <laughs> it's probably people on the show like you don't remember that. No, right? I don't. <laughs> Surprise. Hold up. Yeah, the hills went number one. Oh. <laughs> oh, that song. The song that they played every every minute on the minute on Columbus Radio. That's okay. right. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. Okay. 
But this is a well-produced hmm. album in terms of execution that I'll never listen to again. I, I might come back to this. It, it needs to be about half as long. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would say. But, you know, we yeah. talked about uh, on side A. That's not how, like the streaming formula now sort of rewards people right. to, to go long. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Okay. You're right. So, yeah. All but, right. What's next? Let's wrap up this week and talk about Childish Gambino. That's not a good sigh. It's not. Here's the thing. Yeah. This album just came out on Friday. It did. And of, it's this album needs multiple listens. It really does. Yeah. Like um, I can't. I like I can't. I, have, I haven't had time to give it enough listens. Honestly, I haven't had the desire to. Not because mm. I don't. Not because I don't like Childish as an artist. I think Childish is like sneaky good. But I just don't want to hear that type of music right now mm. um so the last we heard from childish was stone mountain Kawhi, which was half a rap mixtape and half childish sort of doing foil type records oh then i might need to listen to that because i never heard it oh really we talked nah, about it on the show no you probably talked about it on the show <laughs> if we did i like i halfway listened and was like yeah yeah there's um yeah the, yeah Kawhi. you should you should definitely listen to okay because I like because the, because the internet. Um, and then, you know, then he did Atlanta, the TV show, and him and his brother did that Paperboy record, which um, is the best Young Jeezy song that Jeezy didn't actually record. Right. <laughs> did you watch Atlanta? I watched the first episode, and then I, I, I and then I like life got crazy, and I, I, I didn't get back into it. Okay. Yeah, get back. In. I'm hearing good things about your show. Westworld is crazy. Yeah, I've, I've, I'm hearing good things. That that's probably gonna be next on my binge list. Ooh, yeah. You you gave it the cosign, and some more of the right people gave it a cosign. So I'm gonna check it out. I've I've actually watched each episode at least twice. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because because there's a lot going. Like this is not a show where you can sit there and like be scrolling through Instagram at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Am I the only one who does that? Like we're like binging through shows, and I'm like, uh, uh, okay. I do that all the time. <laughs> This is not I did that, that show. Was the night of, and then I tried to have a conversation with it uh, about it with my homegirl, and she was like, "Well, then this part and this," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I, the first episode of this, I watched. I watched that way, and then I was like, "I don't know what just happened," and I realized, okay, I got to pay attention. Okay. So that was the last we heard from Childish, and then he um, he became a father this year, which is worth mentioning because it heavily informs this album. Mm, okay. And. You know, so we've heard him do hip hop. We've heard him do sort of that Pharrell style R and B, and now we hear Childish basically doing what I would describe like funkadelic. <laughs> yeah, a lot of organized noise, um, a lot of slide the family stone. Yep, and uh, some Parliament funkadelic. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Um, the first time I heard this, I listened to it in my car. Okay, that was a mistake. This is not a my first listen is in the car album. Hmm. To me. This is a headphone. Like you, you need to like you got to get it. You got to like sort of get into this. Um, and it's so interesting. Like because the after the first lurs, listen, my my review was basically, eh. yeah. And then I listened to it twice in headphones, and I was like, huh, okay. So I have a lot of notes on this. Okay, I want to talk about me and your mama. Yo, <laughs> <laughs> we always talk about songs sounding different in context. <sighs> This is a great intro. My God. The intro to this song is just gorgeous. Yep. It goes on a bit long, but I'm not mad at it. And and after that intro, we get 
kind of funkadelic, kind of like Black Keys style blues rock. Yeah. And I was like, what? What's going on? <laughs> um, there's a lot of things um, I love here. So I-, I love sort of the subtlety of um, like the hook is half the tempo of the verses. Um, I love, so as a total contrast to The weekend. this is not dirtbag lyricism. Like nah. on track one, he's like, I'm going to be vulnerable. Yep. Childish um, has kind of consistently been vulnerable in this music. Yeah. Now, there's one thing we should talk about because we're going to, I'm going to talk about it on a variety of tracks here, which is his voice. Um, which is what? His voice. Okay. So he can sing, but it, go ahead. It's like an instrument. Mm. He, he's, he's choosing to do things with his voice on purpose. Yeah. And, I'm getting more into it at the more I listen to it. But the first listen, I was like, well, what's going on here? And that's really apparent on Have Some Love. Yeah. Like the fir- his vocals in the first half is, it eh, wasn't my favorite. Huge Funkadelic influence on the song. Um, but like as the song goes along, like there's a great beat switch. Then he kind of brings it all back together. Like I'm not mad at this song. Yeah. The song is cool. It was all right. Um, uh, Boogeyman. So the vocals on here, again, he's really trying to do something different with his vocals. Yep. And the beat is kind of cool, but then the chorus kicks in. Yes. And I was like, yo. Yeah. I mean, yep. everything about this song works just because of how good that chorus is. Yep. Um, switches 100%. back to falsetto on the hook. I'm like, what? Yep. What? What? <laughs> Even. <laughs> Seriously. You know what? Sometimes it is like. It is about, like, even if a song is imperfect, like, sometimes there can be just one part of it that makes you go, oh, okay. Yeah. And sometimes that's all you need. And, like, yep. going back to the John Legend album, I don't think there was a single moment on that album where I said, yeah. Yep. It was all like, oh, okay. Yeah, it was like, ah, uh, okay. <laughs> right. I was like, oh, you're going to be performing this at a casino. <laughs> um. Oh my God, you're a terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, but big artists come to our casino. I'm just saying, like, okay, okay, you know okay, okay, that okay. that John Legend makes night out on the town for people in their 40s music. <laughs> the fact that you called it a night out on the town, <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen John Legend live like four times, oh. probably. Anyway, uh, oh. zombies. Another, he's really experimenting with his vocals um yeah uh re- so the i had to i, re- I read this and then I've, i realized and then i went back and listened to it and i found this out so do you did i ever have you listen to the drive soundtrack you told me about it and i never went back to it surprise so on this uh, man the drive soundtrack is incredible have you ever seen the movie drive no but i heard the movie's incredible too right if you watch the movie you're gonna want the soundtrack um okay. uh but basically there's a really uh really dope reference to this to the drive soundtrack one of the really one of the best songs off there they basically like replay the chords over like the hook on this and somebody pointed that out it's one of those details where i like huh like okay. why would you even do that but anyway i like drive so i really like that the choir on this and actually he uses a choir all over this record um the choir on, on zombies is fantastic um i'm not really loving the outro on this but I kind of just let this play. The combo of Boogeyman and Zombies, aside from that hook on on, um, on Boogeyman, I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. Um, Riot. <sighs> Listen. Listen. 
Did you stomp your foot? <laughs> nah, I threw my, I put my phone on the desk. Listen, I did, I, it took me maybe about four or five times to figure out what this was, but I enjoyed unpacking, figuring out what this was. Every mm. listen got better and better. To riot? Yes. Yeah, this, this one's very James Brownish. Um, to me, I hear, I hear James Brown. The hook on this is tremendous. The hook is crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah, the hook is crazy. Um, yeah. This is su- but this is super like sly slash war to me. Like my dad was really heavy in the like late 60s, early 70s rock. So we, I used to listen to a, a lot of, my dad mm. listened to a lot of war, a lot of Chicago. This reminds me of that. Mm. Where you would get like, like the average white band would be like an all white band, but they would like, they would kill it. And people didn't know they were white until like you grab the album cover and they'd be like, Yo, these guys are white dope. Like that's what this, that's what this gives me is a, is a note to the music that they made. Like, mm. yeah, this record is, this record is, this was my early favorite. Redbone took me a minute. I'm still warming up to this one. So his voice is pitched up, obviously going for like a D'Angelo sort of feel to me. Um, the beat is great. The hook is unbelievable. Yeah. And the outro, my God, like that guitar riff, when the pianos come in, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. The outro on this is unbelievable. Yeah. There are, there are just some unbelievable moments on this album. There are some weird moments on this album too. Like California. I'm, I, I, this one ain't, this one ain't doing it for me. Not yet. Not right right. now. Okay. So you get some very lighthearted production, right? Feels very like, white person surfer California almost. Yeah. Right? And then you get the hook, which kind of sounds like Childish Gambino singing like Young Thug. I didn't get that far. <laughs> but okay. You, you didn't get to the hook? Nah. The opening like part where he's singing about California? Nope. Oh, okay. You need to do me a favor. You need to l- play that right now. <laughs> Yo, so my reactions have like become a thing on this show. I'm telling you, I, I can't believe you didn't get, oh my God. Nah, I didn't get that far. All right. I think like coming off of like oh you better get ready it's coming in a second R- Riot was so crazy like it nothing yeah it just took a while <laughs> oh. This is- oh my god <laughs> no <laughs> no that's Young Thug right <laughs> yeah no cause it would be <laughs> like that would be Young Thug. Except he, he keeps he keeps doing that on the verses too. It's so oh. weird, so weird. I have no idea what's going on in California, no clue. So we could just skip over California and talk about Terrify. Yo, Woo. yo, the the I can't get past like the bass on this record, like the. Oh. Somehow I haven't I haven't put this in Ableton Live yet. Somehow, <laughs> like the just the production alone, like I haven't even tried to pay attention to what the concept of the song is. Like the beat alone, just like it gets me. Like, yep, I need I need this like, so I smooth. Need, yeah, the, the the beat on this is unbelievable. Um, the kids singing the outro is pretty good too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, terrified. Woof. Serious. Man. Um, Serious. And then. Baby boy, oh my! That one hasn't hit me yet. I, I've seen people reference this as a take on a particular Slam the Family Stone song. I hear bits of like the makings of you, um, mm. like 
this chorus. Oh my God. Like, there's, you know, there's obviously some like almost D'Angelo style feels on this, but like, this is, this song is just unbelievable. Um, yeah, I, uh, the first time I heard this album, I just did not really, I wasn't expecting this. I didn't really know what was going on, but this is a grower, man. Um, and even though he's doing things on this album with his voice that I don't always love at times, like it's clear from like the melodies and the instrumentation, like there's real incredible thought going into some of these records. Oh yeah. Um, so after baby boy, we get the night me and your mama met. Oh, actually, yeah. I didn't even ask you uh, baby boy. You like that song? Yeah. I, it, it hasn't hit me yet. Oh, okay. It hasn't hit you. Right. 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 Yeah. So, it hit me yet. The night me and your mom met. Um, this is just an instrumental with some harmonizing vocals and uh, Gary Clark Jr. on guitar. Um, how do you feel about this record? Ah, uh, yeah, isn't it? This is nah. uh, this is the girl. I just poured some wine, and oh, by the way, there's some roses. Oh, don't knock over the candles. Uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not mad oh, at wait, it. What's that fire doing there? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I I didn't put boys to men. Did you put boys to men? I didn't put boys to men on. <laughs> Uh, what's that? Is this my is this my begging title playlist? No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Right, because now you've got like uh, Amazon Echo, and now Google's put out a thing, so like you can sort of tell Google to play a certain playlist. It'll it'll like it'll tell it'll talk to you before it tells it. So it's like now playing the begging playlist. No, wait, hold on. <laughs> I didn't mean no. Wait, not that one. Um, and then we get to uh. We get to stand tall. Um, it's a two-part song. So the first part is all of a sudden he's decided to sing with in his normal voice, and dude can actually sing. But this first part is okay. The actual song, it's weird because like the rest of this album is like him manipulating his voice in different ways, and for the most part, it mostly works. And then here he's finally just letting his voice out, and I'm like, eh. <laughs> nah, this record is dope. The second part of this record is incredible. Yeah. Who knew that Childish Gambino singing with autotune over flutes would work? I never would have thought it. And there's like four parts to this song. The outro feels like N-E-R-D. Like, I'm like, what? 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 Huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Great way to like end the album. Yeah. I just realized that was a very enthusiastic review I just did. It was. You really like this album. I think you like this album more than you think you do. I, I think you're right. I mean, there are some times where I'm like, eh. like when zombie starts, I'm always like, ah. but then I can get through it. I'm like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Um, and California is <laughs> my I'm good. Marissa and I listened to it a couple times just because we were laughing at it. And I think the first time, the first time we were driving and I was like, listen, this doesn't this sound like young thug. And she thought I said it was young thug. So then we're listening to it. And she's like, when does Childish start rapping on this? I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you, you don't understand. That is Childish. That is Childish. But then the problem is, is we got in our head. So then we were walking around all weekend going, she wants to move to California. It's like, oh my yeah. God. Watch that be a single. And we're all just like, oh no. Um, but no. I don't, see, I don't see this album having any singles. I mean, the first two songs out were what? Me and Your Mama and Redbone. But um, yeah. But yeah um incredibly ambitious um i feel i feel the organized noise influence i feel you know it's not at all what i expected um but yeah i'm just really impressed and i kind of wanted to have my arms folded because everybody has decided that they love childish gambino yeah and 
I was a Donald Glover fan, like f- for, as a as a comedian for like a really long time. Yeah, and his his first like couple mixtapes, I was like, nah. yeah. This as what was that camp? Camp was nah. yeah. Camp was in. Nah. Um, but you know the internet record was pretty good. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Um, his his sort of mixtapes, the Stone Mountain Kawhi thing. I was like, okay, like you can see stuff coming together. Yeah. But then instead of like really trying to refine and do a full on like rap slash sing album, he instead is like, no, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do psychedelic rock. I'm gonna yeah <laughs> with blues, you know. Like I'm just like, huh? Yeah. Sounds like yeah. you're not all the way there on some of these songs. Yeah, I'm not there yet. But again, like this isn't the right time of the year for me to listen to this album. And it just um, came out. It just and it just came out. Right. It just came out three days ago, and we are expected by our audience to have like a full detailed, like it's not just, it's not gonna happen. It's why I had to, it's why I made myself listen to this album like four times. Nah, you're gonna get that out of me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, sir. Nah, cause then I'll be mad because I have to listen to it for the show rather than just enjoying it for what mm. it is. And then my review will be with my arms folded. <laughs> so I'd much rather listen to it organically, you know, right, right, just driving right. around Friday and, you know, just out in these streets doing my, my thug fizzle. And I played it a couple times and then I played it again at work. But I really need to pay attention. So I think I'm a, I think I'm going to do like the big headphones sitting on my couch so I can really just like listen to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's what it that's what it sounds like. I'm listening to it at work, but I'm, no, you know, no, no, I'm no, answering no. phone calls. I'm getting interrupted. I'm, you right. know, doing a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. But the songs that I like, I really, really like like Riot is just indescribable how crazy it is. And I mean, we didn't really talk about me and your mama. Oh, oh, not as much as we could. Me and your mama is unbelievable. Me and your mama is ridiculous. Right. That, Even the fact that the bass hits slightly off key on the intro, like off tempo. The Just that in, the intro is just, oh, man, so good. So good. Yeah. So I don't want to hear from anybody that we were just a lot of, and all rights. Because right. when music is great, we can acknowledge and be like, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We didn't even talk about Wale's response to uh, J. Cole's record. Can I Can I give you a double who? Um, <laughs> Hoo-hoo. Hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Let's take it full circle and come all the way back around. Wale responded? He did. Record called Groundhog Day. Jake won on the production. Okay. Uh, you know, so it's a Jake one beat, which means it's it's good at best or it's good at worst. I'm sorry. OK. Um, I just don't do insecurity and passive aggression well. And yet we're Drake fans. Right. <laughs> I, dang. I'm just convicting you. That's fine. <laughs> I, I, You're like, I, I don't have to respond to that. The defense rests. <laughs> I don't. I don't have um, a response. The thing that's frustrating about Wale is that actually he's like he's he's underrated, but he I don't, but I don't think he does himself any favors. He doesn't. He's he's almost hard to like. He is. Whereas I think J Cole for a lot of rap fans is hard to dislike. Yep. Not for me, but for many rap fans. <laughs> right. Not for us. Not on Clock Radio. <laughs> Clock Radio speakers. Um, by the way, when you said that he did like everything good or pretty good, I somehow resisted the urge to crack about his drums. Um, 
Yeah, you did, huh? I'm trying to trying to grow as a person. We're probably gonna have to like revisit Born Center. I mean, since we're getting oh. ready for this album, so we're probably gonna have to hit Born Center and uh Forest Hills Drive and No, we did no, we we revisited Forest Hills Drive earlier this year, didn't we? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were both like nah. Yeah, we were both like nah. Um yes, so uh Wale. So Yeah, it's just I mean like I yeah. I, he he's rapping. Okay. I haven't heard him this inspired in a while, but for me, honestly, I didn't know it was about him until he responded. Hit Dogs Holler is something that my father told me as a as a child. And this was just like evidence of that. I mean, I'm sure the Internet gassed it up. And while he's always on the Internet. Um, so, you know, it's pretty much like he's taking jabs at Cole. But then, you know, he's kind of saying that Cole is right, but he's still taking jabs at him. And then he's like, yeah, see you at the game. Like, we're still friends. Or shout out to Tommy was still bumping. Or rest in peace to Tommy was still bumping Cole, which makes no sense. Like, I get Tommy and Cole, but Tommy didn't bump Cole, so it didn't make sense. Um, and then Wale posted a Snapchat and then, like, pinned it on his Twitter of them at the game. Like, you really <laughs> wanted to make that point. Like, you really just, like, made J. Cole's verse completely come to light. This would have been like if, you know, when Kanye was ranting about <laughs> Wiz's pants and all the stuff he was doing right before Life of Pablo came out and Kanye decided to Twitter rant about Cole's record. Yeah. So, eh. Yeah. Whatever. What's Wale got Childish. going on? Childish. Huh? Okay. <laughs> Back to, I was going to say, what's Wale got going on? Uh, He's working on, I mean, shoot, he had a big single this year. My PYT was big. Mm. You know, that was very, very successful for him. So he's working on a new album. I think it's called Shine or something like that. That sounds like a Wale album title. It does. <laughs> Lots of the things gonna be doing a lot of singing on here. Mm. A lot of singing, not a whole lot of rapping. Speaking of a lot of singing and not a whole lot of rapping, so this childish album. Yeah. Um. I uh. I think I don't. I don't know how I'm gonna ultimately. I, I gotta let this live a little bit more. Um. I I suspect this will sneak its way onto people's end of the year lists. Yeah. Well. Um. I don't think it'll sneak. <laughs> I, there uh, should be plenty of room <laughs> <laughs> for it to slide right on in. <laughs> <laughs> and take up a couple spots, making itself com- empty. It, yeah, it, it parks sideways across three parking spots. Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. So is this probably this? This is this might this might make your top ten. We'll see. Yeah. I I definitely I I think I've got my. I know I've definitively. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm on the show. I I know I've definitively got four of my top ten easy. And then yeah, I, I think I have three. And then from there, I'm kind of like, mm, we got to go back and listen. Yeah, I need to go back and listen to to Rihanna's album. I need to I need to go back and listen to Lemonade. I haven't listened to those in a while. So, oh man, I have not listened to. I didn't even listen to Lemonade. I just watched the movie. Oh, interesting. No, 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 no. I did listen to it. I'm sorry, I did because he they didn't do every song on the movie. Right, right, right. But it's been a while. Oh yeah, I mean since we did the show, <laughs> I haven't touched. It. I think I did. Uh, I did Freedom a couple of times. Yeah. That was it because I really wanted to like that J- that Just Blaze record. It was yeah. loud, real drummy. It was it was loud, <laughs> loud and drummy. And then then Joe Budden rapped on it, and I was like, yeah, and yeah. All right, anything else we missed this week? I think we're good. We had to catch up after two weeks. Um, but uh, but yeah, everybody, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, hit us up at CRS Podcast or use the hashtag Clark Radio Speakers. Let us know what you think about this childish this childish album. Let us know what you think about uh, the weekend. Uh, please feel free to tell me why I'm wrong about J Cole. Um, and uh, yeah, man, anything else? Um, 
Nah. Nothing to announce? No, uh... Nah, just show on Saturday, and uh, we working. Grinding. Russell is real. (laughs) 